Come on in, join me. Let's talk. Let's talk about your health. Let's talk about how do you get through things. Let's talk about how do you deal with your kids, your significant other, your job. What do you do when your health is failing, but you're still struggling to move forward? Well, let's talk and understand from multiple perspectives. Come on in. Health and triumph, the struggle to overcome, and we will overcome together. Hey, once again, thank you everyone for joining me for Health and Triumph, the struggle to overcome. Overcome any disabilities, debilitation, debilitating conditions, health issues, just normal stuff that goes on and then the other stuff that's really not being talked about, you know, that contributes to it, contributes to your condition, solutions for it. Um, once again, I'm not a doctor. There's no extensive education. I'm just a guy that has multiple debilitating conditions that sat, found a way to survive and found a um, little soft spot, a sweet spot. And don't mind talking about the things I've been through. Don't mind listening to what anybody else is going through. And, you know, trying to find a solution together. So, in case you didn't know, my name is Melvin Ward. I'm on all forms of social media, um, except for Twitter. Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I also do a YouTube channel, Combustible Elements, when we talk longer about things and have more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? More um, in-depth conversations. But we talk not just about health, but on topics that we can make the world better. From the bottom building up to the top you know we can't have everybody solve our problems we have to solve our own problems and we have to figure out a way of solving problems and the only way we can do that is to address those problems and your health is no different we just do this like a sunday conversation we're just talking and hopefully it'll lead to something positive so my thought for today let's talk about gut health um you know, we, we hear about all the so-called medical shamans. You know, um, did I say that right? Medical shamans that um, have these homegrown recipes. Well, these homegrown recipes did at some point become medicine. There's some truth to what the people use. Like now we, we, we're more technologically advanced. And everything is so fast paced, so we forget stuff. Like most, if I ask somebody what they ate last Tuesday, unless it was a special occasion, they couldn't recite what they ate last Tuesday. However, when food was scarce and you would eat maybe like once a day, you had to eat plants and stuff, you would be aware of what you ate. And you would also be aware of the effects on your body after you ate it. So if you ate a specific kind of root, you knew that that root would make you sick because you could instantly recall what you ate at that time. People would talk. Information would be gathered. And that's how your prescription drugs started. So let's not just um, laugh at the so-called non-medical doctors as if they don't have a point. 
you know, yes, we do know more with technology, but, you know, for every technological advance, we lose something too. lose some form of knowledge or um, you can't prove it. I think that's the biggest thing with medicine. You can't prove it like. For years, I used to say, ah, when I took some apple cider vinegar at night, you know, my uh, glucose readings would be lower in the morning. And then people would say, ah, oh, no, all my endocrinologists would say, no, no, that's not true. The only thing we know that helps is cinnamon. But that's not true. You know what I mean? Cinnamon does help. You did a study on it so you can prove it. So you can't prove apple cider vinegar. Well, what about those people for years that used it? What about those countries that use other things to deal with diabetes? You know, um, they don't have those medicines from Big Farm, Big Farmer. They just have roots and stuff, and they use those roots and those herbs and it treats things. And then, um, you know, so there is knowledge and history of this planet. And there is knowledge and technology uncovering mysteries in our society. So we got to find a balance between the two. But the main point was gut health. Uh, you know, Dr. Sebi years ago had his own point of view on it. You know, eat less meat, eat certain roots. You were made to eat these things. You'll live longer. Um Dr. Sibby, some people thought he was a quack. They tried to send him to jail twice. Each time he had dozens of people come up and say they were cured for whatever things that ailed them. And then they backed it up with their medical tests. So I got to go with there's a lot of truth in the things that he said. Also, when we talk about gut health, we can't dismiss Dr. Stephen Gundry. He's another one that cured a lot of conditions. And then he used to be a brain surgeon. So he has a background in medicine. And what they're finding out now is your stomach is like another brain. It controls so much. The stuff that we eat, we always knew the stuff that we eat would um, affect us in a lot of ways. It continues to affect us in a lot of ways. And then more food is processed. That affects us. In a lot of ways. So we really have to be um, more on point with things. Me personally, I tried being a vegan. It lasted a couple months and then I fell back. It was it was hard. I mean, and it was basically hard because I started a lifetime of eating meat and then I wanted to stop. Um, I want to go back to trying to be a vegan, but I want to be a healthy vegan. I don't want to be a vegan that eats all the vegan you know, prepared meals, which are good now. Like tofu used to be so nasty. You can prepare it in so many ways. Uh, you got vegan burgers, you know, not veggie burgers, but vegan burgers. You got vegan beef where you can make tacos and stuff. You have so many vegan things, vegan chicken nuggets. But once again, they're all processed, so they're not really great for you. They're all alternative to meat. Yes, which isn't great for you either, but it's just like... It's you supplement one bad thing for the other. I would prefer to be a healthy vegan, but then you run into the problems of I live in a major city. Fruits and vegetables, you know, um, are they really fresh? 
what have they been sprayed with before you get them you know the healthier stuff is always going to be the most if you pay attention the healthier stuff is the most expensive stuff they you know other things they slide in there but usually a lot of your health the things that help you the most are the things that cost the most and that's just the reality you know but we tend to pick and choose what we spend money on and we tend to get tired of the same meal if you're on a diet and you're trying to lose weight you're having the same meal if you're um if you're trying to lower your glucose readings you're pretty much having the same meal a couple days out of the night i mean a couple days out the week so repetition is good you can always break from repetition every once in a while, just not consistently. So repetition is always good when you're trying to move forward and you're trying to do some things to improve your body. Um, but as far as our gut health, knowing what we put in is so important. You know, we should be more conscious of what we put in. We should um, write down what we ate on certain days. You know, we should be aware of does this cause us to be gassy? Does this work in this way? So really my point is, is to be mindful of your gut health. Maybe listen to some alternative points of view because it might help you. You know, um, with me, apple cider vinegar, I do take it because it does increase insulin sensitivity because of diabetes, but it also really, really helps with like gas and because of the cancer and the treatment, gas has been crazy for me when I'm having these treatments or when I get my monthly injection. Gas is just like off the chain. Um, it really helped when I take a little bit of that before a meal. But of course, some of these health alternatives have a downside. Um, the downside with it is you, you need to like make sure you wash your teeth, brush your teeth, rinse it with water after you take apple cider vinegar because it does strip your teeth so you want to be mindful of that uh something else that's alternative that i do a lot of older people in their mid to late 80s that i know they eat garlic every day that can't be a coincidence so i did a little research i wake up in the morning i take some garlic in the morning this the really kill those negative bacteria in my stomach which you have millions of them negative bacteria in your stomach and i take that and it kind of like, you can feel it working. It makes you go to the bathroom in like 10 or 15 minutes. But if you take it on an empty stomach as soon as you wake up, you feel more energized once it works its course. So you, you just wake up like 20 minutes earlier and then you, you take it. And it works best in its natural state, meaning you just peel it, wash it, bite it. Don't cook it. Um... You can cook it and put it in other stuff as the course of the day goes goes on, but just in its natural state, which means you can't take the tablets because that's not in its natural state. So some of these um, natural remedies you have to take in its purest form. Uh, I'm not going to suggest anybody go vegan unless you take your time doing it, because remember, you, you, you spent the whole lifetime doing something and you're trying to get out of it. I am going to suggest that everybody, no matter what debilitating condition you have, sugar is a detriment to it. The more sugar you take in, the more connection you lose with your cells, 
the more it interferes with the process of your cells, your healthy cells replicating itself. So we all need to use less sugar. Um, I really need to use less sugar because of the cancer and the diabetes. Um, it's hard. It's so hard. Um, you know, there's the other aspect of it where you might need to talk to somebody because people talk about addictions like drugs and alcohol and then they'll say depression. Well, if you're depressed, you're going to go to stuff that makes you feel better. Sometimes it might be drugs and alcohol. Sometimes it's going to be food that you like. Um, I am trying to get away from those urges by doing other things like drinking cups of coffee, making sure when I do eat, drinking some cold water, like at least a bottle of cold water before I eat, um, just to like fill up that stomach of mine and give it like 20 minutes before I eat. So my brain is saying, you don't need all this. And then try to um, eat portion size. And if I need to eat more stuff, I'll try to get my sugar from like my fruit. But like I said, I just started doing that. So I will keep you posted on it. It's a work in progress. I started by like cutting out the sugar that I put in my coffee. Um, my tea, which I always drink, you know, sour soup tea and ginger tea every day. So I'm cutting that out. Um, it's, it's not easy. It makes it taste different, but the days with my sugar are the lowest and I feel like I need to have some sugar because the diabetics understand when it drops to around 60 65 or 70 we're not used to being around there that's normal level 70 to 100 on your glucose levels so we're not used to that so when it drops to that level we're like oh my god we feel like we die and we get shakes and stuff i've been very very good about just taking in 10 more carbs and then that's it you know usually you'd be like your brain tells your body you need it and then you eat a whole bunch of stuff and then get yourself out of range so I'm working on that. It's a work in progress. I will keep you posted on that. Some people never experienced that. Some people don't know that. Um, what I will tell you is those days that it's gotten down to normal range and I didn't press it back up. I kept it underneath 100. My energy was good after that. I mean, it was great for the rest of the day, meaning like I was like full of energy, like I drunk a couple energy drinks, which aren't good for you either. So... You know, just be mindful of what you're putting into your body. Some of those old remedies, hey, what the hell you got to lose? Try them. I mean, some of the uh, herbs and spices that they use to try to treat cancer in the poor countries I use, like in Brazil, they use some uh, San Paulo bark from a tree. Hey, I got the extract and then was taking that. Um, I can't tell you if it worked or not. I cut it off when I had to get my treatment and I wasn't using it long enough. Um, but it was something to try. So don't be afraid to try. Also talk to your doctor about it. Keep track of, especially if you're trying diabetic stuff that lowers your, um, that lowers your glucose reading. You definitely got to keep track of that. Uh, 
I adjust my own medicine sometimes. Sometimes I talk to my doctor. I know if I'm going to take apple cider vinegar at night, I know I can't take a whole hell of a lot of insulin. It's not needed. I know if I'm not taking a whole lot of insulin during the course of the day, I'm going to um, not take it at night, even though it's long fasting, long lasting insulin I take at night. So I always shoot to be as low as I can in the morning and then work from there. But like I said, it's a work in progress. It's not easy. I'm finding out because I had to start taking insulin because of the cancer and the treatment that the insulin puts a little band of weight on you around your middle. So anybody that's listening for your relatives and be like, oh, you need to lose weight. Understand sometimes these medicines, these treatments, they add weight. They add weight and destroy your energy. So it makes it even harder to try to get out of that scenario, out of that state of being. So keep that in mind. It's, it's harder when you have something negative going on to get back to a healthy state than it is when you're not. I mean, it's common sense, but sometimes people just don't realize it. They just assume you're just lazy and it's not it's it's not that simple. But I got a little band of in my middle that I'm trying to get rid of. You know, it was a little bit of gas and it was a little bit of, you know, uh, insulin. And then it was once my treatment was over and I could actually eat, I ate. I'm not going to penalize myself for eating like I was stupid. I'm just going to do what I need to do to get to where I need to be. And that's what we all got to do. Take steps forward, not backwards. So I was really, really talkative today for me, um, for this show, for this particular show. So if you have something you want to talk about, something on your mind, you want to have a conversation, something you want to um, pass on to people, I'm willing to do that as well. I want to thank you for joining me for Health and Triumph, the struggle to overcome with Melvin Ward. You can look for me, same name, Melvin Ward, on Instagram and Facebook. My pages are public, so I, I'll be able to get your messages. And also, Combustible Elements is my channel on YouTube. Check it out. See if it's something that you like there, something you want to talk about there, too. Uh, that's more of a round robin, a group topic where we try to talk about many aspects of society and how we can fix them. You know, we, we don't just, for lack of a better word, bitch about the problems. We want to fix them. So I look forward to talking to you soon. And thanks for coming in and check, taking your time and checking me out. You guys have an amazing day. Come on in, join me. Let's talk. Let's talk about your health. Let's talk about how do you get through things. Let's talk about how do you deal with your kids, your significant other, your job. What do you do when your health is failing, but you're still struggling to move forward? Well, let's talk and understand from multiple perspectives. Come on in, health and triumph, the struggle to overcome. And we will overcome together.